Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We're back in the book of 1 Corinthians. We are looking in chapter 12 today. We'll be looking at verses 1 through 7. That's on our schedule today. This is a different section. It's talking about spiritual gifts and spirituality. As McGee says, we've been talking about carnalities. Now we're talking about spiritualities. Carnalities are talking about, you know, dress and head coverings and idolatry, you know, and you know, what rights to do one thing or another thing or rules and regulations. All those things are carnalities dealing with, um, you know, earthly things, how you um, interact with one another and how you live in the earthly realm. But now the spiritual realm is the spiritualities. McGee said he probably figured Paul was given a sigh of relief when he could finally talk about spiritual things. So, we're jumping in on spiritual gifts. Now, he says, verse 1, Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I don't want you to be uninformed. In other words, I don't want you to, you know, go around with no information on this. Um, You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however, however you were led. So, in other words, again, when you don't believe in the Lord Jesus, all you got are these pagan idols. But now we're shifting to spiritual topics. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. So, what does this sort of mean? Um, my study Bible says that it's sort of the background in pa- pagan worship. Um, and as he starts off, he's talking about, remember, guys, when you were pagans and the way you worshipped. Uh, so the context with this appears to be talking about patient, uh, pagan worship services. And um, some Corinthians may have had concerns about the speech gifts empowered by the Holy Spirit in the church because you have had, and they were probably having a lots of lots of different orators getting up and just speaking and da-da-da-da-da, and you don't know who these people are. You don't know whether they're, um, you know, 
being led by the Holy Spirit or just somebody who feels like they want to get up and self-aggrandize themselves. You know, you've just got so much stuff in the church that you had to filter through. You got people over here worshiping and sexual immorality was part of the worship service. And you got other people having, you know, feasts and they were just coming for free food. You had some people over here, um, you know, eating a huge meal and letting the other people who were poor, you know, just go hungry right in the middle of the worship surface. And Paul had to get into this and just hammer out, you know, what the value systems of Christ are. Now, concerning the spiritual worship itself, you're getting a bunch of people just um, saying, okay, listen to me. How do you know? So he's saying, if somebody is speaking in the Spirit of God, he's not going to curse Jesus. So maybe other people were cursing Jesus, you know, uh, as part of their service because, you know, Jesus basically is claiming authority over everything and everyone. And maybe some people were saying, you know what, we don't like that. Or, you know, the traditional Jewish priest is might take offense to Jesus claiming, you know, sovereignty even over his priesthood. So nobody cursing Jesus is in the Spirit of God, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. In other words, if you're proclaiming Jesus, that person, you know, is is in the Holy Spirit. Nobody's going to proclaim Jesus unless the Holy Spirit is moving them to proclaim Jesus. So how can you discern one speaker from the other? It's Jesus. Okay, so how do you know if somebody's doing the will of God? Well, what are they saying about Jesus? Is the focus of everything they're thinking and saying and doing Jesus Christ? Or do they have a side, you know, mission? Do they have something on the side? Do they have, hey, you know what? We're going to have a fundraiser, you know, for the church or this and that or this. There's so many things that the church or any of us can get ourselves into. But is it really all about Jesus? So the Holy Spirit is directing people's thoughts and speech and actions it's the holy spirit that's your discerning now verse four there are varieties of gifts but the same spirit in other words this holy spirit can manifest itself a variety of ways but there's only one spirit and there are varieties of service you can do a lot of different things but the same lord lord jesus And there are varieties of activities. But it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. So there's a reference to the Trinity here. We've got the Holy, you know, we've got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And, you know, God is all, is my my study Bible says that's generally translated to the Father and Lord is translated to God the Son, Jesus, and we've got the Spirit of God, God in the Spirit. So, 
you've got this trinity here, the, the triune God. So you've got the same Spirit, the same Lord, the same God. So we have, you know, the the unity of the dimensions of God in one, but the gifts and how it manifests itself in terms of gifts or services or activities could could there could be a variety of that. Okay? But it's the same God that empowers them in everyone. So it's going to look a little different in every person. Verse 7, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So in other words, when somebody is doing something, and then you consider it maybe it's a gift to do something, whether it's like a gift of um, service or activities or whatever you're doing, it's given of the Spirit for the common good. So it's you've got this diversity in the gifts in order that the, that the Spirit can work for the common good of all into everyone, in the unity that we have in Christ, in the church. So we're going to stop here. This is our schedule for today. Getting involved, getting uh, opening up the discussion for spiritual gifts. So let's think about this. Let's think about what God has given each one of us. Now, McGee says that he feels that every single person has a spiritual gift, and we just have to understand what that is. And that might not be what you think your spiritual gift is, but it's a manifestation of. Of the Holy Spirit. And one thing that just God has put in my heart today is if you think you're doing something as a spiritual gift, number one, everything you're doing has got to be about the Holy Spirit. And if you think you've got a a spiritual gift and if you're doing it, it's got to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. So if you're doing a spiritual gift and you're sort of grumbling like, hey, I'm tired or I'm doing this and that and the other, well, you're not being powered by the Holy Spirit. You're sort of looking to your own physical capabilities, like, oh, I'm tired. If you're doing something in the Spirit, you're doing something joyfully. So let's be aware that no one can say Jesus is Lord. No one can do a spiritual gift except through the Holy Spirit. If you're just doing it from your own self, you're going to be talking about your own physical fatigue or your stress or this, that, and the other. Be careful of how we use our spiritual gifts. And what we're doing in Christ may not even be a spiritual gift. But if we look and see that we're doing something with joy and the Holy Spirit is coming out and everything that we're doing is for the glory of Christ, that's probably a spiritual gift. So we're going to stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to hearing your take on this really, really um, fundamentally important study today. And as always, from me to all of you guys, keep your heart centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. And 
We'll see you next time tomorrow as we continue our study through 1 Corinthians. And as always, our prayers go up for sweet Emma and sweet Jean. Hello, so today's teaching is coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at verse 1 all the way through to verse 7. So we are in a new section concerning spiritual gifts. So from chapters 12 to 14, that's where we will see um, this topic on spiritual gifts. So in chapter 12, we have the endowment of gifts. In chapter 13, the energy of gifts. And chapter 14, the exercise of gifts. So Paul will use the human body as the classic illustration of this. So this is a major division that we have come to. So 1 Corinthians divides itself into two major divisions. The first section has to do with carnalities and the second section has to do with spiritualities. So the gifts are given to maintain unity in unity and unity in the church and diversity. So verse 1 of chapter 12, 1 Corinthians reads, Now these were the men who came to David in... Oh, yeah, sorry. Oops. I'm in the book of Chronicles. Let me just go to to Corinthians. Sorry. So that's 1 Corinthians 12. Yeah, verse 1 reads, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. So gifts um, here is in contrast to with carnalities in chapter 3 verse 1 of first corinthians it reads and i brethren could not speak to you as to spiritual people but as to carnal as to babes in christ so paul said this when he was actually discussing with them the divisions amongst them in their church you know the confusion and everything that was going on you know he was talking to them based on carnalities he couldn't speak to them on spiritualities so he's speaking to them in the beginning answering their questions you know the different questions that they had and concerns uh, based on carnalities so what carnal christians would be interested in is what he was discussing with them because they hadn't reached that spiritual level yet so what we had in the first division is carnalities so the carnalities had to do with their divisions their wranglings about different persons adultery court issues against their brethren sex problems women's dress men's haircuts you know um things like that and you know uh, gluttony at the lord's supper drunkenness so this is all carnalities and this is where today the church is at unfortunately now we have come to spiritualities and in the first section it's um corrective and here in this section it's um constructive so in the first section on carnality it's just corrective and now it's uh constructive so you know i have a feeling paul had you know breathed a sigh of relief when he now had to get to um speak about the spiritualities so paul in this section will discuss three subjects the first is 
unifying spirits because they had the party spirit in their church, the spirit of division. The second thing that Paul will discuss, second subject is the law of love. The third is resurrection. So the triumph that the believer has in the resurrection. So the gifts just happen to be one of their spiritualities. Verse 2 of chapter 12 reads, You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols. However, you were led. However, you were led. Sorry. Let me just read that again. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols. However, you were led. So the idols were voiceless. These were dumb. They were nothings, as Paul actually calls them relative to the meat offerings that they were um, giving these idols to where they were you know uh, complaining and feeling offended if they bought meat that was actually offered to idols so in Psalms uh, 115 verse 5 it reads let me just quickly turn there so Psalms 115 Um, verse 5 okay. reads um, they have mouths but they do not speak eyes they have but they do not see they have ears but they do not hear noses they have but they do not smell they have hands but they do not handle feet they have but they do not walk nor do they mutter through their throats those who make them are like them so here uh and if you also look at um Habakkuk, Habakkuk 2 verse um 18 it reads let me just turn to Habakkuk okay so I have Joel Amos Sephania Micah we're trying to get there as quickly as we can. Um, okay. Okay. Wow. Okay. This is. Baka, Baka. Baka. No, no, Okay, this is taking longer. Apologies, I'm trying to quickly find the book of Habakkuk. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. Okay. Okay. Anyway, the Habakkuk also actually talks about the um, the very idols. When I find it, I will um, turn to it. Yeah. So for now, anyway, taking longer to find, but Habakkuk 2 verse, 11, 2 verse 18 also talks about the idols, that these are nothings. So verse 3 of um, 1 Corinthians 12 uh, reads, Therefore, I make known to you that no one is speaking by the Spirit of God, no one is speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So he states the great truth here. 
the absolute um, um, the, the, the absolute pinpoint of like the absolute uh, concentration of the Christian life so it's the lordship of Jesus you can't belittle Jesus Christ or the spirit of God it won't work so this is the conviction of the soul the central truth of the Christian faith and is the resurrection that's the central truth of a Christian faith it's actually the resurrection the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and all things um, and all living the all living Christ and um, in Acts 2 verse 36 it reads therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified both Lord and Christ so um, it's the sovereignty of Jesus Christ today that's what's important in the Christian life so that's the center point that's the um, you know this is the central truth of a Christian's faith it's his resurrection so the Holy Spirit commands the soul's obedience and allegiance to Jesus Christ. So if we have the Holy Spirit in you, you're a believer, you just naturally draw to Christ. You know, um, it actually commands the soul's allegiance to Jesus Christ and the church is made up of those who gather around the truth as interpreted by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit interprets the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ to our lives and this is the great section on the church that we are dealing with now. So the great question the great question that he asks is who do you say I am? So whoever you say whoever you are, wherever you are, however you are, who do you say the Lord Jesus Christ is? So this is the question Jesus is asking to you and me today. He asked this question to his disciples, but he's asking me, who do you say I am? Who am I to you in your life? What are you going to do with Christ? So Simon Peter is speaking for that group. Um, he says, you are Christ. When Simon Peter responded, you know, he said, you are Christ, the son of the living God. And the anointed one the king the lord so no man is fit to serve christ christ uh, the church christ church who has not been who has not been mastered by jesus christ you know a man has to be mastered by has to be led mastered by jesus christ in order to serve christ today in the church we have the unifying work of the holy spirit and it's to reveal the lordship of uh, Jesus Christ to believers verse 4 of sorry yeah verse 4 of first Corinthians 12 goes on to read there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit so they are distributions of gifts in order to get the unity he actually gives different gifts to different individuals so we'll have different gifts in order to you know get work done in order to unify um the church and to uh get the lord's work done verse 5 goes on to read there are differences in ministries but the same lord so they are 
distributions of gifts, but it's actually the same spirit that does it. And they are differences in ministries, ministrations, but the same Lord Jesus Christ. He doesn't make a difference what gift one has. It's the Lord Jesus Christ using the gift for his glory. Verse 6 goes on to read, but there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works in all who works all in all so he's the one that actually works in the believer one thing we should notice that dr Jimmy McGee paul pointed out we should notice this um one god but he is a trinity but they work together so they is a unity a diversity in unity so the holy spirit bestows the gift the lord jesus christ as you know he ministers the gift on his direction and the father god supplies the power and he energizes the gift and it's all for one purpose it's to be it's to actually exalt the lordship of jesus christ verse 7 goes on to read but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all so what is a gift it's a capacity for service it's a function so a gift is the spirit in the spiritual sense means the holy spirit doing a particular service through the believer and using the believer to do it it must be done in the power of the holy spirit of god so we are nothing and of us and of no use to god or man but god gave us gifts so we are to exercise that gift and this is the only way that the spirit of god will manifest himself in our lives let me read verse 7 again but the manifestation of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all so we have this definition of a gift so the manifestation it's the definition of a gift is the manifestation of the spirits the gifts that we have so this does not necessarily um mean the exercise of it doesn't just you know necessarily just rule out the exercise of um, natural gifts so unless it's the exercise of the holy spirit through the believer so you may have a natural gift but if you're using if if, if, if it's um exercised um you know unless that natural gift is actually is it's, it's the exercise of the holy spirit if the Holy Spirit is using us to use that natural gift that we have uh, through the believer, then that natural gift is like nothing because you're just going to use it selfishly for yourself. So the Holy Spirit uses the natural ability of a believer. That's if that believer lets them actually do it, then they, um, then they that don't have the natural gift, then, the, then those that actually, yeah. And then there's those who, yeah, what I'm trying to say is those who don't have the natural gift, you know, they, they get, you know, God grants them a gift, a spiritual gift. And then there's those that have a natural gift that um, the Holy Spirit, you know, lets them use. So they, so you have people who don't have natural gifts, like, you know, they can't sing or speak or teach. So every believer actually has a gift. And, um, you know, verse seven says, you know, man um in verse 7 here where it says but the manifestation of the spiritual of the spirit is given to each one for 
the profit of all each man so man is the generic term here each one it's everyone man is a generic term you know presenting you know human beings um so anthropos actually means man or woman boy or girl so if you're a child of god you have a gift you have a gift and that's that's the amazing thing we have a gift and you have been put in the body of believers as a member of the body and to function as a member of the body of christ but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with of that's the manifestation of the spirit the gift so in order to glorify and profit um, the church so the purpose of the gift is to build up the church the body of believers is not to actually be um, exercised selfishly so we are members of the body of christ and we are in christ and are to function as a member of that body so what is your gift today i think i know my gift and it's kind of exciting you know if um you know you're using your gift you're letting the holy spirit guide you to use your gift to actually profit and to glorify god so yeah this is our teaching for today very very relatable very exciting you know you get to discover who you are and you know through um the guidance of the holy spirit so yeah what is your gift today thank you all for listening and god bless you all and have a pleasant day Bye bye